Thanks for joining us for Season 5 of the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Brand Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the Finance Guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, also known as the Restaurant Guy. And thanks for the kind introduction, Jimmy. And to all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. And together, we're the personalities behind Branded Strategic Hospitality. We work together at the intersection of hospitality, technology, innovation, and capital. Jimmy, before we get going, because we had a great show and a great guest, uh, we are headed to Scottsdale, Arizona, for Restaurant Leadership Conference. We are super excited about that. We had a big show at RFDC and Food on Demand in Vegas just a couple weeks ago, which was unbelievable. Four nights in Vegas, probably two nights too many. But we're headed out to RLC, and we are going to be doing our podcast live, Jimmy, from RLC. We're super excited. But, Jimmy, that's not what was on my mind. What was on my mind was something more incredibly interesting. The Branded Marketplace. Jimmy, the Branded Marketplace is an incredible, incredible solution for all everyone involved in hospitality should go to. Why? Because you're going to see best-in-class tech and innovation. Every solution you need to operate, your restaurant, is on the Marketplace. Jimmy, you want to get on the Marketplace? You email me at marketplace at brandstrategic.com. We'll onboard your company within minutes. Within minutes, you'll get on there. And Jimmy, you're probably saying, Shats, everyone can't afford all this stuff. This is so expensive. Yeah, how expensive is, is this? Thinking? I was thinking that. The mortgage my house, what I have to give you my firstborn, what I have to do to get no, on this marketplace? No, and that's what's so great about the marketplace. Jimmy, it's free. It's free for operators, free for the tech companies. It's free for everyone to get on. And now, Jimmy, you're saying, well, how do we make money? Volume. That's right. Jimmy's <laughs> the finance guy, and he said, Shatsy, don't worry. You get volume. I'll figure out how to make money. Jimmy, take us to the podcast. Yeah, we, we do this for love of the sport, love of the game. Don't let's, we'll, we'll figure it out. The long-term greedy. We'll be okay. Listen, we are very excited about today's episode, um, and I particularly because I'm really uh, enjoying um, this emerging class, this transformation that's going on in the hospitality industry, and I'm an avid reader of what's going on up there. So I'm thrilled that our guest, Sam Okus, he's the group director of editorial at Informers restaurant and food group that includes nation's restaurant news, restaurant hospitality, food management and supermarket news. There is a lot going on in this space. Sam uh, has been in this position since May uh, when he came over from food news media, where he served as the editorial director for four years. He's been in the food service media space for 13 years. And without further introduction, uh, Sam, welcome to the uh, the hangout. We'll let you give us a brief, a uh, little quick background on yourself and of course on Informa. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, like I, uh, that wonderful introduction said, I've been in the space for almost 13 years. I actually, um, dirty little secret, I've never worked in a restaurant. Uh, don't tell anybody. I hope that doesn't go public. <laughs> and yet, you're like, you're like Springsteen. <laughs> you're like Springsteen. It's like, don't tell anyone. I've never had a real job in my life. You've never That's worked right. in the industry. <laughs> I, I profess to be an expert in this space, but uh, you know what? I had to earn it um, by being a reporter in the space for several years. Um, have had a lot of great opportunities come my way. I was editor in chief of QSR Magazine for a while, editorial director of uh, QSR and FSR magazine there at Food News Media for four years. And then this past May, I came over to Informa. We published Nation's Restaurant News, Supermarket News, Restaurant Hospitality. That's my Bible, by the way. That's my Bible. I like to hear that. That's good. Uh, Yeah. And so 
we are, um, you know, obviously um, we have uh, our eyes on all aspects of food and restaurants. Um, but, uh, you know, we're now breaking into we have two podcasts that uh, I'm on uh, Takeaway with Samo because I have my own podcast and also extra serving. We've got a lot of other properties we're building in the multimedia space as we try to serve the needs uh, for news and insights in the food service professionals. Sam, thanks so much. But you know what? Before we get a deeper dive into everything about Nation's Restaurant News, restaurant hospitality, food management, supermarket news, the podcast, everything you guys are doing because it is an incredible time, I'd like to learn a little bit more about what makes Sam tick. How did he get in this business in the first place? You just said you were never in the restaurant space, which Jimmy and I were both bartenders, so we came out of the space. I'm still in the space, and Jimmy's been an investor in our restaurants for as long as I've been in the space. But you came out of music, music journalism. That's right. Yep. I mean, were you a musician? Did you play instruments? Give us a little backstory about how you fell into this restaurant hospitality industry that we love. Yeah, sure thing. So Sam, I uh, Sam, take yeah. a seat on the chassis sofa. And, and like, <laughs> this is New York City. We are the we are the, the city of shrinks. Yeah. Oh, tell, that's right. Tell Shatsy how you're feeling. <laughs> Time to really open yeah. up. And by the way, the first session is free. Okay, great. Well, we'll see if I cry. We'll see how this goes here. But yeah, so I'm I'm a drummer. I, I've been drumming since I was 12. I was a musician. And, um, you know, look, when I went to college, I wanted to be a journalist, uh, went to Ohio University, it's got a great journalism program. And um, look, you know, at that age, everybody wants to be the next, you know, great Rolling Stone contributor. Um, I think a, a lot of us either want to be Rolling Stone or a lot of my uh, peers in journalism school wanted to, you know, go do uh, Cosmo or Vogue or something like that. You, you, you have these big consumer publications, you dream about going off and working for well guess what that's really hard to do only a few people get to do that and so you have to pick a new path for yourself so i had a great uh, advisor in college who when i was a junior in college said you should check out business journalism instead uh, i graduated into the great recession so they told me you know what if you want to pay the bills and have a full-time job go into business journalism i did and uh, did a really wonderful internship at a, a architecture trade publication and then i was the luckiest man in the world to find a job at a uh, a restaurant trade publication, which was QSR. And a week after I graduated college, I, I joined the Q, uh, team at QSR. I love it. I wanted to grow up, be, become Don Mattingly or Michael Schatzberg. Um, I, I ended up not becoming, I ended up not becoming Don Mattingly and there already was a Michael Schatzberg. So I became his partner instead. So, next best thing. Next best thing. Next best thing you get to work so with. So there you go. Listen, I've never heard anybody no, want to be me. <laughs> First and last. Your mom my kids don't even want to be me. Your your mom your mom sent that note and said, Oh come on, throw him that. Give him something. All right, listen, Sam. <laughs> you're actually we're we're late in season five of the hospitality hangout, and you are the first, our very first guest in the from the media space. Um so with that being said, unlike other guests who have That's because nobody ever wants to be on our show. <laughs> 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 so um, most of our guests or other guests, you know, have sometimes a personal connection to the restaurants, the companies, um, but, but, you know, to, that, we're, that we're working with. But as a journalist, you have this amazing thousand foot view of the industry. Um, you're seeing a ton. You're constantly engaged with the voices uh, or really all the voices that we think are worth hearing from. You know, can, can you share with our listeners your perspective uh, on the current state of the industry? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, and look, I think the the best part of my job is the people. Um, I think, you know, the reason I'm the luckiest man in the world to end up in this industry, as you guys well know, is, uh, you know, and this is hospitality, the, the best part of hospitality is the people and the work you get to do and meeting new people, interesting people, uh, and interesting people who have big ideas. And so for 13 years, I've had an opportunity to watch a lot of those ideas um, grow into some big things. I've watched a lot of ideas come and go. I've met a lot of really interesting people, um, some of whom were just babies, I feel like, like myself when they came into this industry and have grown into big, important voices in the industry. Um, but, you know, as to your question, Jimmy, I mean, where is this industry right now? I mean, this industry is right now, the word I can think of when I, I think about the state of the industry is it's creativity. Um, and I like to liken this back to, like I said, I, I got into this industry in the Great Recession. And so I watched firsthand as the fast casual industry emerged back then out of this need to adapt to the, the state of things back in 2008, 2009, 2010. And, um, you know, there was a, a, an incredible amount of creativity that came in that season, which was uh, primarily, I think, around culinary and menu. And it was this idea that fast casual is going to do something a little bit better. They're going to offer better uh, menu offerings in a better environment. And it was all about, you know, being better, better sourcing, better sustainability and all that. And, you know, because of the pandemic, I think what we're seeing is that same, I, that same sense of creativity, but for it's really more oriented around operations. And this was uh, obviously by necessity, it was forced innovation that restaurants had to adapt or die. And I've been just blown away by the uh, flexibility of the industry of restaurant operators to be able to ride with all the changes that have come in the past 18 months and the incredible creativity that's come out of it. And so, um, you know, what's the industry that is emerging out of this season, it's been hard. There's been plenty of hardship, plenty of challenges in the past 18 months, but what's emerging out of it is a much, much more creative and nimble industry. And um, I, you know, again, I just find myself to be so lucky to be able to watch as all of these creative ideas are coming out there. And, you know, I know that five years from now, 10 years from now, I'm still gonna be in this space and I'll get to see like how you know how are these things growing um I, I was there we're when, gonna we're gonna talk yeah. to you about what you think uh, that's that's one of Jimmy's famous segments so let's not go there yet but let's okay hey, listen that's incredible and and the industry is really changing so let's talk about tech because yeah. this is an industry that has n not really embraced tech over the years I mean we've been in this space for a long time uh, Jimmy and I like to laugh about point of sales, probably our most incredible technology that we've ever had in a restaurant. You speak to an operator, tech, of course I got tech. Look at my point of sale. You got touch screen, of course I got. <laughs> Look at printers, of course I got tech. I'm great with tech. But now, I mean, everyone's talking tech. Tech used to only really be available and financially feasible for really the big companies, the biggest companies, the big chains, the big, the McDonald's of the world, et cetera. Those are the only ones who could really afford to have some of the most cutting edge, incredible tech. The, the other guys, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't around for us. It wasn't accessible. So what does it mean now for smaller brands it, with, with all the uh, creativity, as you, as you were talking about on the brand side, on the tech side, all this creativity, all this tech that is coming out, what does it mean now for smaller brands? Can a independent owner, a small guy, sh just starting out, one shop owner, a chef, can he roll out new tech? What kind of products can he get? Is What's available now for him? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's the incredible thing is the pandemic has been the great equalizer when it comes to technology in the restaurant industry. You know, prior to the pandemic, I think a lot of restaurant brands were, were being dragged kicking and screaming into technology. They were watching the third party delivery services come up and they were saying, well, I don't know, maybe I should do that. Maybe I shouldn't. But I mean, you know, the the restaurant operator the, who got into this for the romance of it, the passion of it, you know, like you guys maybe came up doing, you know, working in the industry, you're not going to necessarily have a familiarity 
familiarity with tech or know what to do with it. And so it was sort of a, a not always a perfect fit for this industry. But the pandemic said, you know, it was like, well, you get you have to or else. Um, and so the incredible thing about the last, um, you know, these last 18, 19 months is really how much not only restaurant operators have had this willingness to say, okay, now I'm going to do delivery. Now I'm going to do digital ordering. Now I'm going to get into the virtual marketplace. But also all these tech providers out there are recognizing that, well, hey, here's an opportunity. Now that every restaurant in America basically has to be doing, has to be participating in the digital revolution in restaurants, there is a lot of providers out there that I think are popping up and saying, well, let me be that service for the little guy. Let me, you know, be the company that's going to help you know, create this, um, you know, platform that is going to be tailored to the needs of your, your independent, your mom and pop or your small emerging chain. And so, and, and they're more accessible, more affordable and easier to understand, easier to integrate into your current systems. And so from a technology standpoint, I'm just like, this is an incredible season for those independent operators out there who hadn't been doing technology before maybe don't even understand it fully but they have partners in this space now that are going to bring them into it and now that they're in at the ground floor they can they can grow with it and adapt with it you know i was uh, i was listening to you gentlemen speak and shats you know i love i love sayings i like i like being creative in my own little uh coming up with is jimmy i just i, I just gotta say that your voice is so demi Moore right now i love it i love this raspiness of you i hope it never changes which, i'm sorry which, i had to get that which, out there which demi Moore? like about last night demi Moore or uh uh, yes, yes. Let me Demi tell you, without a doubt, my favorite Demi Moore. There you Moore. go. Okay. That, uh, the About Last Night Demi Moore with Rob Lowe. That was my, yeah. And, and I hope your voice never gets back to normal. It'll get back to normal. I was gonna. I was simply going to say is I'm making up a new saying today. Necessity is the mother of all invention. I think I just – I think that's me. I think that's mine. Original. I just that's great original. Did I that? I, is that yours? I, I, I don't know. I, it may not be. Maybe it's not mine. Maybe not. We'll see. It can't all right. be. I'm giving it to um, you. But I was hearing it. I was hearing the necessity around this. Sam, you're talking to operators daily. And I imagine, you know, you're probably among the first to discover some of the trends and some of the things that operators are thinking about. Um, if, if you care to, if you, if you can, what's the biggest challenge for owners at the moment that you're hearing about? Well, the biggest challenge 100% is labor. Um, I mean, the thing that everybody is talking about is labor. Um, and obviously, that has some uh, correlation here with technology, which is uh, really interesting to look at and explore, which is that, you know, with the so-called great resignation going on with millions of people um, dropping out of the workforce, um, you know, restaurants are fighting for good employees. Um, you know, it's, it becomes this impossible thing. And no matter what you do, you can, you know, pay more, you can offer incentives, you can have referral bonuses, whatever you're doing for your labor right now, it's, it's, it's still really hard to find that solid employee that's not going to turn over in the next, you know, even just three months or something like that. So um, labor is, is, is a huge thing that is um, on top of mind for most operators. Of course, there's also supply chain. I think, you know, with supply chain, it's a little bit more out of your control as a restaurant operator, whereas the labor, it's kind of like this puzzle that I think you can solve, but it's really, really difficult. Uh, but it all comes back to technology, right? Because I think this is a really interesting season to have these labor pressures that the restaurant industry is having because there's so much technology out there that can help you run your business more efficiently. And, uh, you know, look, we're going to start talking a lot more about automation and robotics because of this. You know, we were going in that direction already, but 
you know, Jimmy, that wonderful phrase you've just now coined that didn't exist before, <laughs> the necessity, before. mother of invention, you know, it's going to be is, is the, you know, the truth of the matter is we're really expediting that path toward automation because of the fact that if you cannot solve this labor problem right now, and these technologies, the, uh, these automation technologies are becoming more and more affordable and accessible to you, it's going to become a lot more appealing to start, start to adapt those into your operation um, so that it can help you through this, the labor problem pressures and you can start to have a, a smaller team doing more with less because of the fact that technology is going to do that for you. Let's continue talking about tech and let's continue picking your brain because you are one of the smartest guests we've ever had. You, as Jimmy said, you are the media guy. We've never had media people on. I don't think they've ever wanted to come on uh, because they're, uh, I don't know. I, I think that, uh, I, I can't answer that, but we're super excited. I think you're going to start a whole trend, but let's keep talking about this. You talk about labor and tech. Is there some tech out there that you are looking at or that you're seeing that can help operators on the labor side? Is there some tech out there that you're like, oh, my goodness, this is incredible. This is what I'm seeing. This is where we're going. And anything for a, for the big guy and for the little guy? Yeah, it's I mean, yeah, one of the things is, again, not having been in the uh, operation firsthand, it's hard for me to know exactly what some of these things look like. But I mean, when you get into some of these, um, you know, back office platforms, the kind of the, the the stuff that is incredibly helpful to the restaurant operator without being super flashy, without having that much, um, you know, sex appeal when it comes to the media. Um, but some of those back office solutions that are helping operators be able to put everything into sort of one system, run all of their, you know, um, sourcing, run all of their their, um, management uh, with labor and all that. I mean, being able to do that in one spot is, go is is incredibly helpful because you can just start to consolidate all of the things you have to do to keep the restaurant humming along. And so, so you know, again, when it comes to something that is maybe seemingly a little bit more boring, I don't, I don't know if boring is the right word, but it doesn't have that same sex appeal. Yeah, it's not sexy, man. I yeah. get it. Front of the house stuff is sexy. Right. And if you want to talk about sex appeal, you know, get into talking about automated, um, you know, uh, drone delivery. Talk about Jimmy. When we talk about sex appeal, Jimmy comes to my mind. <laughs> That's right. That's that kind of podcast we're getting into now, huh? So, you know, <laughs> we talk about, you know, like uh, drone delivery and, um, you know, automated um, uh, uh, cars, you know, dr um, driverless cars that are going to be uh -huh. doing delivery and things like that. That's what, when you talk about automation, I think that's the stuff that really is going to be the headline, but it's mm -hmm. the stuff in the back of the house that's going to be actually, I think, helping you to make your business a lot more efficient um, right. and be able to pull people out of certain responsibilities and um, that you, you don't have to do anymore because it's automated and because it's, you know, managed by, um, you know, one digital system. And, and I don't think that means, you know, I think, you know, talking about how I am having lots of conversations with restaurant operators, whenever I bring this up, I think a lot of them are quick to point out, you know, we're not out here to replace restaurant employees necessarily, but you can redeploy your employees. And so mm -hmm. you can pull sure. them from something that, you know, may have been um, menial before that now AI can do, and you can put them in the front of the house and you can really ratchet up your hospitality quotient. So something like that um, is, you know, everybody's going to have to take a look at their um, labor deployment and figure out who's in the best fit for where and how is technology ultimately going to complement it, not necessarily replace it. That makes a lot of sense. I like that. Jimmy, I like what he just said. I like it. By the way, Shots, you think before the end of this podcast, we can get Sam to be the, the media guy? We got a restaurant guy. We got a finance guy. We, <laughs> I like we that. can get a new media guy. All right, we'll talk about it. Listen, I want to focus, <laughs> focus on your role at Informa. Uh, you sure. shared uh, with us previously that it's your goal um, to build a media platform for emerging concepts, um, what the future looks like, who's going to be the voice of the future, you know, the future restaurant tours. Can you share a little bit, of, a little more about this? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, again, having come up at the advent of Fast Casual, and at the time I was with QSR Magazine, so Fast Casual was a huge part of our coverage. Um, you know, sometime around the, you know, I'd say 2012, 13, 14, um, I started to realize that a lot of the entrepreneurs leading the fast casual revolution were a lot like me. They were about my age. They, um, you know, were they were very similar, very similar in mindset uh, to me. And I started to be able to relate to some of these people a lot more. And so, one of the things we started doing at QSR is we started doing, um, you know, just networking receptions with restaurant um, professionals, getting around the country and engaging with these fast casual uh, professionals in particular, because we realized, well, hey, there's this whole new population of entrepreneurs entrepreneurs, most of them millennials, who are coming up in the space, have big ideas, and are really going to reinvent what the restaurant industry looks like. So, uh, you know, middle of the last decade, I just got really interested in that. And I got really interested in this idea of building a community of, of, of younger, yes, but not necessarily about age, just really entrepreneurial people who are coming up and who are starting these restaurant brands that are changing the conversation. You know, the very easy one to throw out there as an example is Sweetgreen. Been around since 2007. And, you know, for the last 10 years, we've been talking talking about them as the next Chipotle uh, or, or Shake Shack or something like that. But Sweetgreen being a great example because those three founders are, you know, young guys, big ideas, um, you know, bringing that millennial energy into a, um, a restaurant company that is now worth a gazillion dollars because of their IPO. So Can I you know, quote you on that? Can I quote you on the gazillion? <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, your finance guy, a gazillion. That's a lot. Yeah, what that's, are they trading at today? Is that about a gazillion a share or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that's definitely a, shatsy, uh, definitely a shatsy number, a gazillion. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, like Jimmy. You got a restaurant guy and a media guy. That's why you're the finance guy. <laughs> <laughs> You'll, you, you can edit it after the fact. Uh, but, you know, the fact is, is like, you know, we want to kind of capture that energy that was coming up um, in the restaurant industry. So I, I did a lot of that um, with QSR. Now I'm, um, you know, hoping to tap into that with NRN too, which is to recognize that, um, you know, these emerging concepts um, are bringing a lot of big ideas to the table. And I, I think we're kind of past the day and age where we're going to have 5,000 unit, 10,000 unit chains anymore. You know, anymore, this industry, because of the sheer competition and the, the you know, difficulties in scaling a business to that size, we're just going to have a lot more of these smaller emerging concepts that will be okay with 20, 50, 100 locations. And they can still change the conversation in the restaurant industry that way. So yeah, a big passion of mine is just tapping into the leaders of these businesses, no matter how big they are, even if they're an independent, because honestly, a lot of times they tell me I had no idea magazines exist in this industry. And so I just want to get some FaceTime with them and say, hey, get to know my publication, get to know what I'm all about, because what we're going to do is help plug you into the rest of the industry so you can get the context for what the restaurant industry is all about. And you can start to build that community around you that's going to um, help to carry your business to success. And so um, that's where a lot of my passion is. And so that's a lot of what's going to be driving NRN going forward. I love it. So let's just keep going with that. So what are the goals? What is next for Nation's Restaurant News, which is it's really it's the Bible of the business, restaurant hospitality, and of course, food management and supermarket news. Jimmy loves supermarket news. That's his favorite. Uh, all kidding aside, he loves that magazine. Uh, Nation's Restaurant News. What's the future? What is it? What is the goals for 2021 and, and heading into 22? Yeah, I mean, definitely the goal, my team and I talk about this a lot now, which is to become the media source for the future restaurant professional. Um, so no matter whatever we ways we can do that, we want to be the voice of the industry of the future. And NRN's been around for a really long time. You know, this is a really iconic legacy media brand. How, how long has it been around? 
Oh, don't quote me on that because I keep I'm telling people a hundred years. Is it a gazillion? It's a gazillion, a gazillion, a gazillion years. It's a gazillion years. That's I got to tell you. I got to tell you. I keep telling people a hundred years, but I honestly, I don't know. I need to find that out. I'm, I'm, really, I think, I'm telling you, I think it is over a hundred years. I remember you. It was like an anniversary. I'm telling you. I think you might be right. And 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 I, I, I have that sense. Um, I, it did not come up in the interview process, thankfully, because I maybe wouldn't be here with you today if I had failed that test. Um, but look, it's been around forever. And, um, you know, we need to dust it off a little bit. Um, I mean, it, the team before I got here was already working on that. So all credit to them. But I'm very honored to be a part of this now where we can take this iconic media brand and we can really build it up even further with these young people coming into the restaurant industry who are looking for resources. Because again, they don't always know that those resources exist. But so a lot of the things we're talking about are, you know, certainly diversity. How do we bring more women and people of color into the conversation in the restaurant industry? Because honestly, it's just, it's a matter of platform. It's a matter of making sure they have access to the platform, that their voice can be heard. You, you know, not everybody can afford a publicist. A publicist is the primary way I engage with the restaurant industry. And so if you can't afford a publicist, it's hard to get your voice out there. Our goal is to get the voice of those people who deserve to be heard into the pages of NRN and Restaurant Hospitality because, you know, every idea, every good idea deserves to be heard. And so um, if we can continue to push into that and become the media resource uh, for the future restaurant professional, you know, I'd love, you know, just to be able to, to grow with them and to be able to say, I, I remember this business win. Um, and so, yeah, that's my big goal. And, and that means multimedia. That means podcast, video. Clearly, um, we continue to have a monthly print product. We have our daily newsletter. We're continuing to churn out all the content online, but pushing into new media and figuring out what is the right way to tell the story of the restaurant industry. Love it. Love it. Sam, thank you for all that. And it's really awesome and excited to see what you and your your crew uh, you know, continue to bring to the market. And by the way, it's for that dig shed. It's about my you know, supermarket news. I love reading everything about this industry. I come from the financial markets. I used to read all the. But I wasn't kidding. Right now, to me, supermarkets are one of the most exciting space ever. They're doing all the ghost kitchens, Albertsons. I mean, I I wasn't kidding around. I I understand that, but I want to make sure our listeners know. I really do think that's a ripe, that is a target-rich environment. And when I was in the financial markets, I read all the rags. And the word rags, it's it's not it's not nefarious. It's not negative. It's the stuff that's in the weeds. It's the stuff that the real insiders are looking at. That's why I really enjoy your publication. But okay, let's move on. We created the podcast because Chats and I, well, basically we need something to do on, you know, on, on any given afternoon. No, we created it because we like talking to people. We like bringing guests on. We like sharing insights uh, with our listeners. We, we learned along the way that sometimes our guests have questions for us. So with that in mind, we created Talking Back. We offer our guests a chance to ask us questions. So Sam, the microphone is yours and nothing's off the table. No, this is fascinating to me. So one of the things I talk a lot about um, with folks is do you consider yourselves media? Now that you're doing this podcast, do you consider yourselves media? Uh, I'm happy to answer that question, but I'll defer to my my extraordinary partner, who is really the the vision, the 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 face of this company. Shatz, you want to jump on this? Yeah, no, it's 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 a good question. I love doing a podcast. Never did it before. I definitely do not consider us in uh, I don't consider us media company media anything uh, this is just a great platform for us to tell everybody about what the things that are exciting about the industry that we love I mean I am a restaurant guy we own and operate we opened two during the pandemic we're opening up a, we just signed a new lease uh, here in Manhattan we're super excited about it. so I am a restaurant guy first and foremost 100% um, and we just love doing the podcast so the answer to that is no I do not consider us uh, media in any way shape or form uh, yeah. Jimmy's gonna Jimmy's gonna have a better answer. Let me hear it, Jimbo. 
No, no. The, the chance of me having a better answer, Shatsy, is is absolutely right. hundred um, <laughs> percent. No, uh, but but I will agree with Shatsy. Um, we have a we have a restaurant guy on this on this podcast. You got a finance guy on this podcast. Um, I know sometimes looking at Brandon's website or some of our collateral, uh, I joke it's like trying to take a sip of water of a fire hose because we do a lot of things. Um, we we have our podcast, we throw events, um, we we love pr- producing thought leadership. At the end of the day, Brandon has does two things: we own and operate restaurants, and we like to invest in tech and innovation that's good for restaurants. Our entire thesis is built around the operator uh, operators and and really the idea that we could help uh, improve the margins of this business. So the things that we do that are not about investing and not about owning and operating our stores, it's only because it helps us build and increase the community, which allows us to effectuate our goal of of identifying, vetting, validating, and investing in in really good companies. That's it. Um, We wouldn't do the podcast if it didn't help us get our message out that this is an industry worth exploring and that gentlemen like you should be listened to because you are writing about and and giving really amazing intel and insights about an industry that is transforming an industry that represents upwards of 15 plus percent of the uh, the employment opportunities in this in this country, but is being transformed in real time. So uh, we are not a media company. Although if anyone wants to hire me for media, you you can you can email my Gmail account at blah 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 blah. Okay. I was going to say contact my agent. Contact uh, I have my agent. CAA will happy to book me. Kidding me? I'm making hey, I'm making hey. Sam Oak is my agent, man. Right now he's my agent. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I find that interesting because, um, you know, there's traditional media like our organization and, and where I came from and there's others out there. But I just find it interesting because with with podcasts, with blogs, with everything out there, anybody can be media these days. And so I'm just always interested to know, like, who am I considering a competitor versus who is just out there to tell a good story? And I'm happy to be with friends with. Uh, yep. Yeah, I got to tell you, if we are a competition and uh, there's really something wrong with uh, <laughs> inform up because the bar like is it. really low. Yeah, no, it's definitely not competition. But we're having a great time and we're enjoying having a fantastic guest. Jimmy, let's go yes. to your segment, yes. the be- the second best segment of the whole podcast. Yes, we, we 100 people surveyed and all of them agreed this was the second best segment of the podcast. Um, it's our crystal ball moment. We uh, we give our guests a chance to put on their uh, Kreskin or Miss Cleo hat and predict the future. How do you see restaurants and dining two years from now in relation to the hospitality uh, and uh, in relation to hospitality and technology? Yeah, I mean, look, with technology in particular, um, the virtual marketplace is going to continue to be more and more important. And I'm not just talking about virtual brands. I'm just talking about positioning your brand within the virtual marketplace to be part of the consideration set for the everyday consumer. That's going to continue to be more and more important for restaurants. But I think to really answer your question, what I think we're going to see the trend toward is a continued bifurcation of dining toward convenience dining and experiential dining. You know, I think uh, dining business is going to come back in full force. We're already seeing it with a lot of the casual brands are just making money hand over fist right now, um, even over 2019, Mm -hmm. because everybody's eager to get back into restaurants. And so I think what that's going to push is it's going to push a lot more um, focus onto how do we create a great experience in this tech forward age, people do still want a great experience. So there will be an opportunity for that for people to uh, for brands to win in that regard. But you know, especially with QSR fast casual, it's going to really break off more toward convenience dining. So how accessible are you? How much friction have you taken out of that uh, experience of I want food now to the point of I get my food. And um, you know, you're going to see that split and um, in both in both sides, 
technology is going to play a huge role because obviously technology plays a huge role for that convenience orientation. But even in the experiential dining, you know, all the restaurants I've been to recently have had the QR code ordering process. I love that. I think that's an incredible, it's such a simple innovation. We had QR codes 10 years ago, but now this ability to run your whole restaurant experience through that QR code, you know, leave your tab open. I mean, think about that at bars, you know, I was at a brewery recently where they had that. I'm like, I don't have to get the attention of the bartender. I can sit here and do everything from my phone. That's incredible. And that's going to have a huge uh, impact on the experiential dining side of things and those casual brands, especially table service brands. And so that's what I see in two years from now. I think we're going to continue to push into those two sides of the industry and on both sides technology is going to run the whole thing jimmy i love this guy <laughs> i mean we've been preaching you're preaching to the choir we love it i can't tell you how much we've been loving the qr codes and order by your phone long before the pandemic it's right. just i know what i want i want wings i want a beer i don't need any help <laughs> just let me order it man yeah yeah <laughs> you know we were into self-pouring technology we love it i i i agree 100 percent. you know we 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 subscribe to the idea that you know what we love the the idea that there's just a lot of options you want to use your phone use your phone you want to sit down and have a waiter Sit down, have a waiter. You want to pour your own beer? Pour your own beer. You want someone to pour it for you? A lot of options. We love it. Yep. Let's, you want, let's you want to make, you want to make your own pizza? You want to make your own pizza? Make a pizza. pizza. You want to go back and make eggs? Make eggs, right, Jeff? Yeah, but don't put cucumbers on the pizza, right, Jimmy? No, no cucumbers. I want to sit down at a table, and I want them to come up to me and just bring me the food before I even get there that, that they know I want because they've got some algorithm figured out. They know what Shatsy wants to eat for dinner, and I just sit down. They bring me salmon. That's what I'm waiting for there you go you know what i mean anyway listen i love it we're gonna get you back in two years because we're gonna find out exactly i bet you you're right i know you're right but okay let's go to branded quick fire this is where i'm gonna ask you five lightning round questions it's the best segment of the show this is not me talking this is just thousands and thousands of people say they love it so much this is the best segment chats you should bring this to you know reality tv or something <laughs> like that but are you ready? Five questions. Ready. Here we go. Sam, yep. if you were to pick any band or singer, dead or alive, to perform at your next birthday, who would it be? Uh, Led Zeppelin, but when John Bonham was alive. Aha. You see that? Where are you getting dinner from tonight? Uh, my wife's wonderful home cooking. I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old, so we don't get out too much. But if I were to go out tonight, I would actually pick up from a place called East Cut Sandwich Bar in Durham, North Carolina. It's my my favorite local restaurant, and it's perfect for takeout. Nice. I'm getting hungry just thinking about that. What's your favorite food city in the world? Oh, you know, I got to say Chicago because, um, look, I love New York. I love L.A. I love Austin as far as food, all the, you know, all those places. But Chicago is dear to my heart as the first place I lived outside of my hometown. And um, I think the thing about Chicago dining is that it has an identity that is not tied to trends. And it just is such a rich food personality. And as a Midwesterner myself, I, I uh, really identify with that. And I got to tell you, they're really nice in Chicago. Oh, yes. Where is your favorite place to travel? Uh, so for vacation, I'm going to say Asheville, North Carolina. I live in North Carolina, a few hours away from Asheville, which is a great city. Um, and uh, But if it's just to unwind, my hometown of Athens, Ohio, which is uh, this lovely little utopia in southeast Ohio where I can just unplug. And my parents live on 25 acres, and I could just go there. I am going to say that that is the first time in the podcast we had either one of those cities mentioned. There we go. But that is great. I love it. All right. If you were to challenge Jimmy Rye to a game of skee-ball, who would you have the better odds of beating? Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, take off your shirt and flex. 
I mean, I feel like if Jimmy's a finance guy, it's got to be him, right? I don't know. I don't, Chatsy, you're probably, uh, you feel dangerous in any kind of game. So is it Jimmy or Chatsy? <laughs> it's going to be Jimmy. If, I, if, I, if oh, I'm okay. beating, it, who am I beating? It's got to be Jimmy. All right. Look at that, Jimbo, huh? That's, that's, I think you won that one. No, no but, you know, skee-ball is my kind of game. It's not really a sport. Here's you the know, thing. Here's the a beer thing. in one hand, you throw the ball. You're both going to beat me, though. If, you know, if you put a gun to my head, I had to pick sure, but you're both <laughs> going to beat me because I'm no good at skee-ball. So, by the way, Shatsy, we're going, to right. RL, we're going to RLC, and we're going to find skee-ball because Sam just actually made this a challenge between you and I. I think I will kick <laughs> I will kick your mother blah, 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 on in skee-ball. we got to find skee-ball. Wait, you got, you got pickleball challenge? Got pickleball we got skee-ball. What else? I think you made a challenge with someone else about something. I know yeah, we got some golf challenges. You and I think Sterling, you're developing a concept here. You, you and Sterling have we a got lot of challenges going on. Big golf outing coming. Big <laughs> golf outing coming. I got to tell you, we're doing no business at RLC. All we're doing is sports challenges. Yeah, so it's, by, the way, by, the, by the way, by the way, let's bring on spe- let's bring on a special guest. What? Wait, oh sorry, Sterling, my producer. Sterling is not here, Jimmy. We're we're, we're out of time, Sterling. We're out of time. <laughs> I'm sorry, out Sterling of time. Douglas. Can't bring you on the show. Listen, in all seriousness, Sam, we want to thank you so much for joining us on the Hospitality Hangout. Uh, we appreciate you sharing uh, really some great insights, um, and we also appreciate the hard work that that you and your crew are doing. Uh, to support the industry and really promote some uh, a lot of the uh, highlight a lot of the things going on in this incredibly transformational period um, to our listeners if you want to get in touch with Sam directly you can email us at podcast at brandedstrategic.com and we'd be happy to make uh, the introduction for you uh, to our listeners we want to thank you so much for tuning in we know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there and you choose to hang out with us is something that we really appreciate and value please join us next week as we welcome our guest and friend mr david ralston president and ceo of hatco uh, oh, we're hatco getting into some great- equipment stuff manufacturing oh, yeah. jimbo this Look, is this Sam is like, this is the this is the real this is the nuts and bolts. I'm telling you, Sam was teasing at automation. We, we've got to we're going to address labor not by um, you know dealing with with wages, but dealing with how to um, balance labor, human capital with automation. We think Dave Ralston will be a great guest uh, coming up next week. You're not going to want to miss it. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any exciting guests coming up. And better yet, invite a friend to hang out with us the next time. So until then, a big thank you to Sam for all his great insights. And this is Jimmy Frishing, your finance guy, signing off and passing it back to my boy, Shatsy. Yeah, I just want to give a, a shout out to Sam. Sam, thanks for uh, for coming on. And then, and Sam, just for all those listeners to check out some of your great content. What's the uh, what's the URL we can go to to get some great information? Well, I'll definitely go to nrn.com for Nation's Restaurant News content. Um, also, I would say subscribe to our podcasts, Extra Serving and Takeaway with Sam Ocas. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! A comp, a, comp, a competing podcast. Uh, ever, all our listeners disregard that Takes, one. Nrn.com. You can go to, to, to listening to Sam. How are you crazy? You for more. I'm like, just kidding. Listen, listen to Sam. He's great. He's got a voice for radio. That's for sure. And nrn.com for all you listening. Let me tell you, they are loaded with content. Everything you need to know about the business, it's there. This is Shatsy, aka the Restaurant Guy, signing off. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, all our listeners. Cheers, everybody. Thanks, guys. That was great. Cheers. Thanks, everyone.